2: We're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Happy Halloween, everyone. How are you doing? Hopefully it's been a safe and happy Halloween. Thanks for joining us, everyone. It is, of course, the Lakers Fast Break. Truly appreciate you watching and listening. Go ahead and check us out each and every time right here, wherever you get your podcasts. But it's also, as well, of course, YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. Plus, don't forget all the other stuff we do, including the Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, I'm taping another show, hopefully with the guys in tow, for Week 9 in the NFL. So go ahead and check us out each and every week at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for your inside knowledge on everything fantasy football. Plus also as well, Joe Soro, he's up in the right-hand corner. He's looking very military-ish on this Halloween. I want to go ahead and check out what he does. As Ox1947, he is roaming the spooky halls of, of course, LakersBall.com. And you know he was scaring all of his customers today at SimBlades. Simblades with a y.com. Our good friends, Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. And also as well, Jamie Sweet, a.k.a. Yummy Sweet. I in, made the invite, everyone. I was hoping he would return with his elaborate costumes just like last year, but to no avail. But go ahead and check him out anyway. So there's five things articles at Lakers. Of course, all things Lakers at Lakerholics.com. Of course, check out our good friends, Lakers and Five, Empire Jeff TV, and John McKaylee. And while you're subscribing, please, we're just short of 1,100 subscribers. Go ahead and subscribe today so you get the latest notification. when when we go live with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. And yes, we do hope it's been a fantastic Halloween, a safe one for you and the family. But we're here talking Lakers today. We're all dressed up for you. Well, at least, you know. We tried to, anyways. But here today to talk about all the things, including the, that are going on in the NBA, including James Harden trade. Also, as well, of course, you got to talk about what's going on with the Lakers because they've got a date with the Clippers tomorrow. Good man indeed. Oh my gosh. You try to be like Corey Hart? I wear my sunglasses at night so he can, he can, I don't know, I forget the song. But is speaking of a fellow Canadian. The Madman from Toronto, he did get out of Toronto traffic to go ahead and join us on this Happy Halloween. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice. And Magic Man, great to have you here. Uh, who are you dressed as today?
1: Gerald, I am the Laker guy.
2: You are the Laker guy for Halloween. Okay. Yeah. Now, let me, before we get into the conversation, you know, a few weeks back, it was said in the chat, Gerald, are you going to go ahead and dress up as John Wayne Gacy again? And I was thinking to myself, it hit me today, I'm like, okay, why is it when I'm wearing a costume or when anybody's wearing a costume, maybe on this show, it would be referred to as John Wayne Gacy? Why, why did it veer into that direction? It could have been like Alexander's... Wow, okay, he's he's blowing off the dust there for whatever is haunted uh, studio there. But Magic Man, isn't it kind of strange that that's where our audience gravitates to first, is John Wayne Gacy?
1: Cosplay for John Wayne Gacy? I would say that's uh, it's twisted as it gets, but it's Halloween, Gerald, so let's just go with it.
2: Let's just go with it, indeed, my friend. First up on the plate, obviously, is the major trade everyone still talking about. Uh, There's they're talking about it, all right. It is, of course, James Harden headed to the Clippers. We covered in a detail on a special after midnight pod last night, you and I. But now that we've had some time to think and reflect on it, as far as what the, the Clippers got, what the Sixers got, you know, we talked about the movement as far as the odds. The odds have moved up sharply since our conversation. They're now fifth in line for the NBA championship, according to Las Vegas. Your thoughts on this, my friend, trick or treat. The James Harden trade, is it a trick or treat for the Clippers? Magic man.
1: Ah, yes. That's uh, directed at me. Uh, It was a trick. Yes. And I think Uh, it's uh, it's actually a double trick, Gerald. I, I don't think anybody gets a treat out of this deal uh other than Tyrese Maxey we we uh discussed it uh in depth uh earlier this morning and uh it's a double trick i mean <clears throat> somehow the um the near dwells of uh LA were able to somehow keep Norman Powell and Terrence Mann didn't have to sacrifice either one of them and as Gerald has said, gave up a bunch of junk that just costs a lot for a bunch of other parts that uh, equally costs the about around the same. It's kind of a a sum zero trade. If you ask me, Gerald, in, in the long run, yeah, they're <clears throat> they're likely to suffer uh, a bit offensively at the start. They'll probably win their fair share of regular season games, but. Uh, in the playoffs, it, it's going to be the same old story with them. They'll have an injury or two that they, even with this move, they won't be able to uh, to uh, uh, cover it up. Like, they'll just bleed out again.
2: Also here today, good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check him out whenever he's part of Fox 9247 at, of course, LakersBall.com. And, of course, his company, if you need a new lawn, transformed into something much more magical. Halloween like magic, you know, of course, for your lot, of course, Then it is today. Go ahead and check it out today at Simblades, simbladeswithaway.com. It is Joe Sorrow. And Joe, uh, you didn't get a chance to weigh in very much publicly on the chat in regards to the James Harden trade. So, did the Clippers get a pile of rubbish, a, a bag of rocks? or did they get an actual treat that that will help them move up in the Western conference standings?
0: It, do you want the technical response or the layman's turn response? Cause there's some people the typical out there.
2: Joe response. will do. The typical
0: response. Response, okay. Uh, the, the trade it will do nothing for the Clippers as it won't do nothing. It will do nothing for James Harden except uh, fulfill a spoiled brat. His wishes.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't, so, I don't, I don't see, you- I don't see how uh, fourth time is a charm in this situation. Uh, he is a child who got what he wanted again because the NBA is weak. Uh, Daryl Morey is weak. The Clippers are enabling sacks of crap. Uh, yeah, I would say layman term wise, I hope they fail. I hope they fail miserably, and they will fail.
2: Absolutely. It looks like something that, that I don't think will really move the needle a whole lot for them, even though, again, having, you know, all these all-stars from 2014 may, you know, in theory, be great on paper. Go ahead, Man.
1: Yeah, Gerald. Uh, why do I get the feeling that at the end of the year, we'll be playing the uh, Kevin spilling the chili all over the floor gift when we talk about this team? I, I think that'll be the perfect uh image for for what we're about to see um yeah because they're just gonna throw up all over themselves uh, with james harden it's it's inevitable it's like set your watch to it even if you don't have a watch this is one of those time-honored traditions where he's going to uh find a way to get what he wants and then this, won't, this isn't the final destination either, Gerald. Let's, let's not kid ourselves.
2: No, not at all. I mean, they do have uh, most of their their core rotation still intact. Uh, did not have to trade Mann. Uh, did not have to trade Norman Powell. These guys just cannot stay healthy. So you just brought in two more advanced, well beyond 30-year-olds in the P.J. Tucker and also as well James Harden. So now you have th- four. You have four of your top players are all well over thirty, all have an injury history, and really they also outside of one championship. There's one championship between all those four. Otherwise, you have a series of chokes between, well, or a series of underperforming in the playoffs. I should say. Let me read. But-
0: yeah, let's talk about what the, the, the sixers got in this deal. So they got a 28 first round pick that's not protected. They have two second round picks and eh, a pick swap. I don't know what year that, that's going to be. I believe that's going to be a choose, uh, the, the year of the sixers choosing, and then a first-round pick from a third team. I have I, I I have not been able to get the details on who the third team is. Is it Oklahoma City? Yes, it okay, is. good. Good. So Looking at it from the Sixers' standpoint, um, I, I know that Sean mentioned last night that that 28 pick might be a very high pick. It could be. It could be. But will the Sixers make the right call even so? They've absolutely butchered their picks in their process process. So in in the long run, I don't know what that's gonna bloom. <laughs> I don't know what the Sixers are gonna do to make up for the what I believe would have been a couple championships had they just picked, you know, where they were and not I thought over their heads. And Daryl Morey, being who he is, uh, Daryl, you created this monster. I want you to know this, and I want you to be very. I want you to understand it if you're watching. You created this monster. You enabled this monster, and you got the. Be- you you now reap what you've sown. Okay, when you enable crybabies, when you enable children, they will run over you at the slightest negativity. I'm going to give you guys an example. My children tonight wanted to have a sleepover because I guess, I guess schools don't have school anymore after Halloween because you know they want to. They want really? the kids to have fun. This is a Tuesday, right? So yeah. I found this out today. I found out that they don't have school tomorrow. So not of course, in, my, kids are my, call calling. my kids are My kids are texting and trying to get mom to say yes to them having a sleepover. And it's in the neighborhood and they're not far away. And I'm sitting there going, one of my kids barely gets up in the morning before she's almost late to every damn class or the beginning of that class. Feeling well. And then now you want to do a little sleepover on a Tuesday where you got to get back on Wednesday coherently doing what you need to do. And then you got to, what, what you, what's going to happen Thursday morning? But the second you say, no, all of a sudden it's, it's sad faces uh, uh, emojis, right? Of course they're doing it to mom. They wouldn't do it to me. So now <laughs> I got to talk through my wife to tell my kids, get your asses over here or let us know to come get you. Cause it's too dark. And then let's go back to normal you know, weekday stuff. So let's go to Maury and Mr. James Harden. James Harden, and I wish I could say this to his face. It would be absolutely great. You are a petulant child who keeps getting what he wants. And Maury and Adam Silver and the NBA and the owner, Mr. whatever the hell his name is, Uncle Fester, you guys all enable. Josh the, Harris. You guys all enable this. Okay. So the second you're, the players start doing stuff like this, when it's against you, all of a sudden now you got morals. Now you're telling people, "Oh, hey man, well he's got this, this, and that." You've got Kawhi Leonard who wind himself out of San Antonio. Is there a better run organization the last thirty years than San Antonio? And that guy got 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 kind of pissy about it, right? You got James Harden, and then you got Paul George, who wilted in the bubble because he couldn't get his freak on. So all those bubble championships, because you also mentioned the bubble championship last night, and I'm just kind of bringing that back from last night, because I thought the show was pretty good. I would have loved to have been on it, but I need to sleep. I need to get up in the morning and work out and do all that, you know, human stuff, right? You guys are like bionic or something, at least Sean is. So you're, you're sitting there and you're, t- you're telling me this thing didn't mean anything. Yet the most co- well-conditioned athletes, guys that can jump out the building, guys that can dribble through uh, L.A. traffic and, and not miss a beat, all this stuff. And what, what do you do? You criticize the most mentally strong team in that run to a championship. While everyone else wiltered. Miami was the other one. I'm not, I'm gonna give them their flowers as well. Miami, Miami wasn't as talented. They ran out of gas at the end. It's just what it is. But they were the other team that played their butts off. That's why they were whooping everybody in the east. So we're at we're at a point here with this hardened thing going to the Clippers. I mean, could it be a, a better fit? A failure, a failure at winning, playing for a team that has failed at winning their entire existence. James Harden has, has won in life. I will admit that. He will never have to worry about money. He His great-great-grandkids, should he have them, won't ever have to worry about them, right? He's won in life. I'm talking basketball. He is a perennial choker, just like the team he just joined. They're a match made in heaven, and I can't wait until spring to watch them fall again and wilt and then find out what kind of other excuse you can pull out of their ass. Uh, breaking news:
1: The Raiders have just fired Josh McDaniels and uh, the GM Ziegler. Yep.
0: Bye-bye. Is Mark Davis going to fire himself? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Anyway,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I, it, Joe, Congrats,
0: uh, by the way, Sean. You, yes, you that would that was due for you it's for your good, for, that's, that's for your sanity. News.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just uh, sometimes you just got to let it bleed out first, and then. Uh, let it clot. That's what's happening here. Uh, Joe's correct. Uh, Gerald, there's. We talked about it last night. Like history always wins, Gerald. The winners write the history books, and the losers don't even get remembered. There, there never was. And like when when it comes to the playoffs, he can he can talk himself into a blue streak about about all his numbers. You know what was really significant, Gerald? I thought, did you uh, happen to, um, and well, we all saw it. Joe posted it uh, in our email chain that Doc Rivers' conversation he had with Dan Patrick about his relationship with Harden? Yes. And he said that, and I quote, we had an honest relationship. He said that James Harden felt slighted because he wasn't selected as an all-star. Well, you know what, Gerald? Don't, don't you think that the coaches all were, in a t- all were in a chain together and basically said that we're going to make an example of him? Yeah, he's got all-star level numbers, but his attitude sucks, and we don't think that should be rewarded in the least. And so he get like Joe says, he gets to be in his bonnet every time something like this happens. And Doc Rivers said that, that he got a phone call from him and he said, yeah, I want to play with the bench guys more. Which, what would that tell you, Gerald? If your point guard said that they wanted to play with the bench more. That means he wants
2: to play with the starters less. And he wants more shots. Of course.
1: Yeah, instead of doing what he had been doing, and they were playing pretty well. It, it's just overall, this is a great move for Tyrese Maxey because it's going to allow him to flourish now, Gerald. He, I, don't, I, I think, with all due respect, I've been watching the game a long time. He's a fantastic player, but he was being held back, chained up, so to speak, by Harden's initiation of the offense maxi is fast he likes to play fast and beat is conditioned enough now where he can play that style too but harden wanted to bring bring the ball up dribble 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 shoot dribble dribble dribble, dribble shoot and he wanted to do that with the bench and we all know what that leads to kobe kobe predicted this style of play would eventually just dilute itself and just combust in the playoffs he was asked by Rachel Nichols whether or not the style of play could win a championship, uh, a championship. He said no. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
2: If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, it has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC
0: Multiverse.
2: Catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I find that ironic... You mentioned how Kobe mentioned that this style of play doesn't work, yet Kobe is known by many uh, media people on how he is a selfish player and, of course, the, the dunces out there that that probably don't like the Lakers or don't like the fact that Kobe – because, again, everybody's kissing Kobe's ass now, right? They were kissing his ass after he retired because it was easy. He was the greatest thing since sliced bread – when he retired, right? And, of course, now when he's passed away. But when he was playing, oh, he's hard to play with. Oh, he won't pass the ball. Yet, I'm sitting there trying to understand, um, this is a guy that's won. He's won in every single way. He's won with Shaq. He's won with Powell. He's won with Lamar. He's won with Fish. I mean, come on. You, You know, People change their tune depending on who they like, right? And in the end, this this, this game is about winning. It, lo, James Harden's going to go to the Hall of Fame. He's already what the seventy fifth player, which which I thought was just absolutely ridiculous he, to me. I can name uh, I, I can name seventy five players that have been, that have been better than, him, in my opinion. He has one of the most snooze fest. Oh,
1: Joe, you know what's hilarious about that is, ironically now. Me and Gerald talked about that list. We thought that Damian Lillard might be the one that's excluded out of it next time. If he wins a championship with Giannis, that's cemented. He's a top. He's going to be a top one hundred player. Gerald, uh, I do think that if uh, Harden will not be, you're right, Joe. Harden will not make the list.
0: And again the fact that we have to talk about this guy still obviously it's going to get worse now cuz he's a clipper and we have to deal with that team uh it just it, it's kind of brings the ire even higher. <laughs> I I don't I don't I don't I don't really I don't I just don't I really really want them to smoke them tomorrow. We're so damn do And they're coming off a back-to-back. We should just... Smoke these guys, please. I don't want a two-point win. I want a freaking blowout. You guys are due smoking these guys. Grow some balls, grow some pride, Laker pride, and take these guys out on their home floor for tomorrow. Uh, That's that's all I ask. And as far as a conclusion to this subject, I just, I don't, I don't see... I don't see any evidence of any leaders putting their foot down against these children. It's kind of like the microcosm of current society in certain cities where people just let people steal stuff because I guess if employees stop people from grand larceny or just smashing and dash, <laughs> they, they get fired. Um, Never really understood that. Cops aren't even able to do anything. And it's funny because you'll see the statistics where crime is down. Crime is not down. Crime is down according to arrest because cops are not allowed to arrest anybody. See, that's where the manipulation is. And this this is this is like the small part of that. It's a small part of the manipulation of these players who are getting paid 50 and 60 million dollars. They don't get what they want. All of a sudden you start hearing the, the, the hot words of, oh, you're trying to hold me back. Mother, you, you're making sixty million dollars. You're being held back. You you don't get one little thing your way, and all of a sudden you're doing this. You know it's interesting. Doc Rivers, I I've I've told you guys that since Kobe's passing, I have a hard time dissing Doc Rivers. It's impossible for me to diss him because I have so much respect for him, even in his failed coaching stints. But then I started thinking about it. Look at the teams that Doc Rivers has coached. He coached, and he didn't do a bad job in Orlando. He had Tracy McGrady, but we all know what Tracy's record was when it mattered, right? Then, he, you know, uh, coached the Celtics, won a championship, but kind of ran into a little bit of, of a wall there because Ray Allen and Rondo and KG had this thing going on over there, right? Then he goes to the Clippers, and he had to deal with, Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan not really clicking with with uh, CP3 when it mattered, and then he goes to Philly and he's got this problem. I just feel like everywhere he goes, he's got one of these guys that's not really focused on winning. Even Embiid, I'm I'm not buying into Embiid giving a crap about winning. He cares about his own stats. It's very obvious he wants to win now, but does he? Does he? Did he care? I mean, win a championship. That's what you're supposed to be doing? You're supposed to be thinking about that instead of having swan swan songs about winning an MVP in some building. Like what what, what were we watching last year when he won the MVP? Everybody's sitting in chairs yapping about how he won. that. who cares? You think Philly fans care about an MVP? You know Daryl Morey does. Daryl Morey cares about scoring titles and MVPs, right? That's what he did for James Harden. You reap what you sow you raise trash you get trash and that's what you raised maury and this is what you deserve and those draft picks that you got they might turn into something but you're probably not going to be there anyways so some other schleps gonna come in there figure out overthink something and 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 probably draft somebody else and then and again you're talking about balmer right balmer's gonna always compete he's a gazillionaire he'll find a way to keep winning in some way so that 28th pick that's unprotected might be like a ninth pick overall we've seen how many busts in the late uh single digits i mean we have two of them on our team i just wouldn't say bust but you know what i mean they're not they didn't live up, it up well, remember we <laughs> had the
2: eight nine and ten picks from that
0: draft exactly so i, I shouldn't use the word bust i'm sorry they're not busts. they're busts at the draft slot that they are in because all the three media, of them to because me,
2: even you Hashimura, get, you can say because again, he he flamed out of Washington before right. he came to the Lakers.
0: You, if you're the one of nine of the best players picked in the entire planet, I'm expecting you to be something, something productive—a six man of the year, uh, an All Star, someone who's a starter at the very least, a starter in the NBA on a regular basis. And if you're not that, You know, you are what you are. And that's what these draft picks do. If you want to use them for leverage, like OKC, at the end of the day, OKC is not going to amount to anything either unless Chet Holm comes about. If Shea continues to get better, they obviously have a good core there. But we all know that no one's going to Oklahoma City as a free agent. Right. Yeah, but if you
2: use all those hundreds of picks, what they got. Okay, so I, now, I think I, I think a good I think Joe Joe got a good point there, Joe. I, I, I think didn't say that they come I'm sure it's I, that's not, I, it's a good the, point, I, but I, I think that's the why ju- they have those abundance of picks is that yeah. they can utilize someone. I right. they feel they want to They're ready to take that next step. Right, and
1: there's a juxtaposition between uh, Sam Presti actually, uh, and I'll I'll kind of. Uh, uh, be the poet laureate here for Joe uh, at the end of the day, whatever they get for MB, the process turned out to be just a bunch of magic beans. That's that's, that's, that's all they were. Um, Presty, on the other hand, actually turn actually turns those seeds and they bloom and not, maybe not necessarily in his environment, but they have overall, I mean, this is a man who did, like, he's drafted three MVPs. He's drafted a sixth man of the year. He's uh, drafted three Hall of Famers. Uh, Can Maury say that? No. Maury's claims are Rocco, Gerald Robert Covington, and uh, Daniel House. Those are the kind of names that 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 Maury can uh, put his swatch to. Well, let me
2: just ask this: How many zeros are in a gazillion? If Steve Ballmer is
0: a gazillionaire, is that twelve? I don't think is, is gazillion an actual number. No, it's
2: not. <laughs> it's not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Once again, it is the Lakers' fast break. It is Joe Sorrow, guy. He's ready for action. Everyone, he's dressed up and ready for action. Uh, actually, Coolbro thought he was a Call of Duty player. There you go. You can go ahead and say you're a Call of Duty player today. Uh, Magic man is a super Lakers fan of myself. No, I'm not John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, I'm just a clown today, but you're just a bozo. Yeah. <laughs> God Laker Tom right here beside me right here at the Lakers fast break. Thanks so much again for watching and listening. Truly appreciate it. Uh, we were talking about the James Harden trade. Is that really going to move the needle enough for the Clippers? I don't think so either. I just think there's so many still things that, that they have to fix uh, the, their defense is still questionable. I mean, also their age, injury status. Will these guys all stay to he- stay together and stay healthy? You know, by the time the playoffs come around, I have my doubts as well. I mean, people talk about LeBron and AD Magic, man. Now you've got Harden, Westbrook, Kawhi, and PG. All of these guys, especially the two players, that the stars that they have trying to build around, All have major injury issues even more so than what we're seeing with the Lakers.
1: Yeah, absolutely Gerald. And not only do they do they spend more time in the mash unit. They also have more card carrying AARP members than we do now. I mean, this
2: is even. I think it might be even older. Well, it's, I don't think it's older, but it's it's close to the that that Lakers team two years ago, the senior citizen
1: squad. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's very, it's very close. It's very close. If they somehow, I think, if they had uh, been able to keep Batum and uh, out out route it, uh, man, I think that might have done it, Gerald. They they yeah. they probably would be the. But again, yeah, Gerald, there's there's kind of. Um, a ripple effect here. the The offense is going to be poor to start with. Then you're going to have to constantly work and tinker on the defense for that the entire year. And I think even in the playoffs, he's, Ty Lue's going to have to come up with something. But I think it's going to be it be a, a to no avail, a futile effort. And not to mention that you still have depth issues. And I guess they can be a little active on the buyout market, Gerald, but I think this might be the last year for it because oh yeah. They're Once likely, they go in that they're yeah they're likely gonna tax have apron. to that's it. They're likely gonna have to extend harden and that's it. They can't really unless they all
2: go uh, remember though uh, at least two of them of this four are in fact three of the four are free agents uh, right. in the summer, So they can all go elsewhere. Once again, though, it is the Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate you joining us. Uh, Darren saying Laker Tom doesn't care that the toenail clippers have hardened as long as we have wood. If you mix the two together, what a player it would be. And he's laughing (laughs) quite a bit. Uh, Joe, though, let's get into the game tomorrow against the Clippers. uh, Set that up. Uh, One of the causes for concern has been on the perimeter with Austin Reeves. You were. Uh, Very poignant in your comments yesterday in regards to Austin Reeves, the concern that you have. We saw him targeted repeatedly this season, not just against Orlando, Sacramento, Phoenix, Denver. They've all taken their shots at Austin Reeves. It's becoming quite concerning. Could a trip to the bench be a better treat for the Lakers, or is that just a trick?
0: Well, set aside from the fact that he's mentally affected by the noise, the noise of what happened this summer and the noise that's surrounding him, uh, because of the residual from that. I I believe truly that's what it is. There's been some talk that he's tired. Uh, I've said before, I'm not buying that he's tired. I believe he's mentally hurt and fatigued from what he's hearing. Now I'm gonna go into detail on why Reeves has been not well. Okay, let's talk pick and roll. Okay, if a team's running a pick and roll using him as bait, he's either he's he's making the wrong decision whether he's going under or over those those uh, pick and rolls. It doesn't matter who it is. His lateral speed and his lateral movement is not good, and they're catching on. So if you have a fast point guard or scoring guard, or even a small forward, they get a two or three step head start against him. He's toast. It doesn't matter if he goes under or over that screen. And on top of that, we were expecting him to be him on the offense to make up for what he's lacking on defense. Because no matter what we talk about right now, his defense is not likely going to get better. It's, it is who he is. It's just that they're exploiting it now. And that's what teams do. Look what's happened with the San Francisco 49ers. They're starting to find out Purdy's weaknesses. This is what professional teams do. This is not college. This isn't high school. This isn't modern day, okay? Playing everybody and losing one game every three years, okay? We're talking about professional teams. They're going to find you out. Now, the unique part about the, the, the Austin Reeves situation is we, he got found out in the international game And it's followed him this summer. So until Austin can somehow figure out a way to catch up to whom he's guarding. Or at least cover ground. Because there is a way when you're not as athletic to play smarter. Angles. Use your angles. Use your body. You know, anticipate better. Those are the things that he's going to need to do. He might need to drop some weight, maybe, to get quicker. Who knows? But this is something he's going to have to figure out. And in the meantime, we need him to shoot better. He's not doing that well there because of the effect on defense. Whether it's team defense, whether it's individual defense, it's becoming a problem. And and, and for him to, to, to fix it, there's going to need to be some, some adjustments on his end. And, of course, can Darvin Ham devise a defense that can mask some of that see that's where the good coaching comes in can you mask it when you looked at Tom Thibodeau's defensive philosophy in 2008 with a poor defensive player in Paul Pierce and a okay Ray Allen they turned into a juggernaut that year with KG committing to defense on his way to winning defensive player of the year and obviously winning the championship that year So, again, this is fixable to some degree. But who's going to make the commitment to fixing it from the individual side? And then is Darvin Ham going to help the process to make the team benefit defensively so that he can benefit? There's a lot of things at play here. There's a lot of adjustments that need to be made. You're a professional team. You obviously got... You're the Lakers, you got LeBron, you got AD. You have a little bit of an advantage there versus most teams because those guys cover a lot of ground. They cover a lot of mistakes. That's what stars do. Sean had a stat up about D'Lo, and I think it was just D'Lo on that particular stat, missing shots, and then every other shot was LeBron making a shot. You know, we don't even notice it. We don't even notice that we're playing because we're so used to that guy doing that stuff so Austin we need we need you to kind of readjust if it's if it's you got to be a little bit smarter you got to do it if you got to drop some weight to get a little quicker to get to the spots to get onto the screens to go over the screens to work on your lateral movement heck you know what maybe you need to start focusing on defense a little more we'll take a couple less shots hey we have a couple shooters on the team we can do what we need to do there in the meantime but if you're if you're gonna be him and you're gonna be the third best player on this team, you're you're gonna need to advance your game. And right now, that adjustment is stuck. We're gonna see here in the next, hopefully, in the next few weeks if he can adjust.
2: Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro, aka Ox 1947. Is that detailed like enough 40. for
0: everyone? Yeah, that's that's pretty. Don't much. ever question my knowledge of basketball, ever. Well, I will bury you.
2: That some have.
0: I will bury times. any of you. I know this stuff in my sleep. Okay. Wow. If
2: you still want to
0: go ahead, yeah, and it, it,
1: it wouldn't. It wouldn't be like Kill Bill. It it wouldn't be like Kill Bill where there's a weak point in that. If outfit. you think I'm trying to be Billy
0: badass right now, you're already wrong. This is not about me being a badass. Who's Billy badass? Okay. I am who I am. I know this damn game. Maybe I know what's going on. Oh. Okay, Don't ever question. Ever question what I'm saying. We are entertaining people who want to know the basics. They're not here for a, an encyclopedia lesson. They want to know why Austin sucks. Simple. They don't want to mm-hmm. think too much. People come watch the show. They've been working all day. They're, they're, they're dealing with home life. They don't want to hear words like Radicent and eloquent they want to hear damn it he's not getting to the spots to stop his man and he's not making shots guess what in the nba there's really one thing that matters in the nba making a basket so all those people who talk about defense and talking about uh attitude and talking about this you could be the biggest schmuck on that team but if you're making baskets everybody forgets your schmuckness
2: but Joe, oh. you said you're, you know, when it comes to, it, you're just saying though. that they stink. You're not, it just, you're not going into detail on why these players stink. That's what we're told. That's that's what the emails coming to Lakers. Oh, fast yeah. Brick, oh, yeah. I know. Com.
0: Well, hopefully uh, I made it a little bit more clear tonight.
2: Well, you always made it clear. You always specifically went into details. Just you know, sometimes there's a there's an issue with interpretation in tris- tris- and, tris-
0: and, comprehension.
1: An, and comprehension. There's an
0: issue with there's an issue with interpretation in general in life. You tell someone something and they assume there's something else going on. When in fact, I just told you what, what Mm -hmm. the issue is. Again, I don't
1: need to guess. I've said this.
0: I've said this plenty of times to all you off air. I've said this to my friends. I've said this to everyone. I have the receipts. There's nothing you can say. What are you going to say? The only place I'm going to be wrong is if I predict something wrong, because we don't know what the future is. You know, Denver could win 70 games this year. Did anyone think they would win 70 games? No, but they could, right? Let's just say they could. Okay, we can't predict that. But what I can tell you is what I'm looking at. And what else do you need to know? You need to know what he does for lunch. I don't give a crap about what he does for lunch. We need him to perform. And that's, that's something that's important. It needs to be said.
2: Magic man. Let me ask you this Intel wild in the chat. And first off Intel wild on his first super chat. And thank you so much Intel truly appreciate the super chats. He indicated his uh, nervousness in regards to tomorrow's game. I told him relax, especially on a back-to-back. I think the Lakers have a much better shot and I think uh, they'll, they'll go ahead and pull it out. You actually picked a, even a bigger win for them tomorrow than what I picked. I think I picked around eight point win for them. You picked something, I think a little bit larger, but uh, Intel wild also said an article came up on his feed. I'm going to try and see if I can look into it right now. That it said that Gabe Vincent was a disastrous signing. Your thoughts. He's a streaky player to start off with Intel wild. I mean, that's who he is. Streaky shooter is him. He'll probably go on a hot streak for a week where he can't miss a thing and then be on a streak like this where he misses everything. It's what you get as far as everything else with it, With his defense. Is that good enough for you? And the playmaking. So far, the assist to turnover ratio, he I think is the best on the team. Is that right, it, Magic?
1: Yeah, it is, Joe. And not only that, it's one of the best in the league. It's uh, He has a 12 to 2 assist to turnover ratio. That's 6 to 1. That's very elite. Uh, uh pretty good is considered, you know, 2.75, 2.83 is considered very good. And then you have the Chris Balls and uh the, the Steve Nashes who could uh, uh, Lake get Show up Life 4.1. was the
2: uh, was the article that did it just to give you an idea. Sorry about that.
1: Yeah, no, not at all. I'm just uh I'm gonna post some some stats here about Gabe from cleaning the glass. It's you're right, Gerald. We talked about this, and uh, I hope everybody goes back and uh, watches that. Um, uh, Who
2: is sh- Gabe Vincent, Vincent video that we did?
1: Yes. Please watch that uh, one I, more We time went into and, detail. And remind yourself about what we said about him. Very streaky shooter. Very streaky he,
2: shooter. He's 34% overall for his career. He is just all over the place on his shooting. You've seen him and you know blow up in the playoffs. you've seen him blow up as several stretches, but there are other times when you have an overall 34% shooting behind the arc, you're gonna have more off days than on. It's just that simple guys. He is a streaky shooter. You're gonna have to deal with it. Can he give you the intangibles and other things during it? So far, it's been okay enough to the point where we're two and two. The playmaking, maybe that's something that again people want more of, or maybe the fact that they would like to see him more in transition or get the ball more in transition. Gerald, okay, I'll tried, give you that. He,
1: yeah, he's but again, I'll 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 in Gabe's defense, he's try he's tried to turn it up, uh, in mm-hmm. fast break opportunities, but for some reason, either it's LeBron or Darvin Ham tell him to rein it in, and he he just starts half stepping it, Gerald, and in, in those primary break opportunities. And I think you're right. We could get a lot, we could get a lot more opportunities if we did that. Um, uh, another thing to note, if everybody likes his playmaking so much, then he should get the ball more because he has that 92%, uh, assist to usage rate, that means 92% of the time that Gabe Vincent has had the ball, it's been rewarded in an assist by a Laker. So that that is also very good. So he takes care of the ball. He's a streaky shooter, and he's got a defensive rating right now of one eleven drilled. Okay, it it's been okay. okay so far. It hasn't been disastrous. I would say that's that's really uh, you know you're really being exaggerating there uh, by calling it disastrous, especially after a return of only four games. I mean, you know these guys have had less than. 120, 130 possessions together, and you're already to make up your mind. So it's been a disaster.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, Jake Reed wrote that. I don't know. I think mm, that uh, yeah. he needs to, uh, uh, you know, not jump the gun. Although again, we've been accused of that as well. When it regards to D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves, we've already been accused of that so far this season, Joe. So when it comes to your thoughts on Gabe Vincent, You know, again, he's a guy coming off the bench. He's giving you, you know, spot minutes. He's giving you, you know, minutes sometimes in the clutch ahead of Austin Reeves because Austin Reeves is struggling so bad. Is he giving you what you need from the offensive end? No, but he is giving you some of the playmaking that you need. Plus also as well, he's staying in front of enough, you know, defensively, to go ahead and and help out the team so far. Again, it's not been perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not been a disastrous signing.
0: yet. No, no, disastrous not yet. Uh, we still have some time for that. But th- there is issues with the offense. The spacing hasn't been good the first four games. Agreed. Uh, someone like Gabe Vincent has will, will struggle will struggle more, not being able to push the ball or create a a. Line to the basket, let's say, where you could do a bounce pass to AD. Like, there's no spacing this first four games with the Lakers because they're just clogging the lanes, totally disrespecting any shooter on the team. They don't have any conf- they don't have any worry about Gabe Vincent hitting shots or Austin Reeves or even D'Angelo. D'Angelo had a great game this last game, but they were still giving him the shots because they're just assuming that you're going to get cold at some point. So the, the thing that's go- going against Gabe Vincent is there are going to be teams that are gonna like, look, we're just going to make sure we close the lane for LeBron and AD, and we'll just let Gabe and Delo and kill us. If they beat us, they beat us. They could even have that philosophy in the playoffs. Hey, if we lose a game because of Gabe or Delo, they ain't going to do the same thing two games in a row. They ain't going to do the same thing three games in a row. We'll win those games. LeBron and AD will have to kill themselves for 48 minutes. And we'll win the game. So this is something that either Dar- Darvin Ham, Darwin Ham has to figure out how to open the open the lanes, open the passing lanes because there's no passing lanes either. There's no there's no space to do anything. A simple bounce pass. How many alley oops have we gotten the first four games? Like two. You have a guy that can jump out the building. You have another guy who can jump out the building who's got a seven what seven four wingspan who's already shown that he's got energy to. Play well with this team. A matter of fact, if it wasn't for him, we might be 0-4. So the the, the philosophy at this point or the, the rhetoric that needs to be told to Austin Reeves, D'Angelo, Vincent, Torian and Prince is if you guys don't consistently make your shots, we are not going to get out of this rut. Everything will be just clamored. AD won't have any room to operate. He'll have to bang the whole night. LeBron'll have to put some kind of shot off the glass and make it otherwise you got no shot at, at at let's say taking 10 12 point leads in the last 3 4 minutes of the game so that guys don't have to be pressured into every single game being to the to the teeth at the end of the game. This is the stuff that needs to change. This is the stuff that needs to be improved. This is a some, some new, there are some new players here. Trying to get themselves together, I understand that. However, D'Lo, Austin, you guys have been here. I'm expecting you guys to actually be better this year, not worse. Gabe, I'll give you a minute to get ready. Torian kind of came in and surprised us all doing what he did. Cool. Ad's going to do his thing. LeBron's going to do his thing. Uh, look, I, I'm 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 just I want there has to be progression. We've talked about progression a lot this team has to progress to better better spacing better shooting get more consistency if you have any shot any shot at winning a championship if you don't have those things I don't know if you can get lucky like you did last year being a seventh seed and making it to the Western Conference Finals because a little bit of that was a surprise and you know the NBA we just talked about it they'll adjust they all oh, we're not going to take these guys lightly, just because they're a seven seed now. So you better be ready. It's going to be a little harder this year. No one's going to say, "Oh shoot!" Hey, if the Lakers get in, they're going to be a problem. Well, we got to focus a little bit more on them. And that's it.
2: We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate you joining us. Don't forget, we've got a preview tomorrow that we're going to go ahead and give for you previewing the Lakers and the Clippers. And of course, game time with the Lakers and Clippers Playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Go ahead and catch all the fun today. Playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Don't forget our merchandise store. Hopefully you've stopped by and picked up some shirts or a beanie or a ball cap. You know, go ahead and check it out. The entire lineup, the description will be below right there for you at the Lakers Fast Break. So go ahead and check that out today. Plus also, again, after the game tomorrow, you know it's the best post game in town right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Magic Man, uh, before we head on out, I know that, the I think it was mentioned in the chat, the Lakers made a major trade today on a G League level. So I will ask you if you are familiar with Jack White, uh, who was a bench player, I believe, for the Denver Nuggets. And this has led to the G League draft. He was picked number one. The Lakers had number two. I guess somehow they managed to go ahead and trade the number two pick in the G League draft and some future considerations as far as draft picks in the G League draft for Jack White. Is this someone who we should really keep our eye on? Is this someone who may actually make an indent into the roster or is this just someone that's going to
1: be biding their time until they move on? Yeah, uh, Gerald. I think it's uh, the latter of all those choices. I, I mm-hmm. think it's he's a journeyman.
2: Then, then why make the effort and why trade all those assets, G league, G league level wise, in order to go ahead and get them?
1: Because I, I guess you, I guess you think the 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 juice is worth the squeeze as far as making that kind of uh, uh, investment uh, for Jack White. Because you know, I, I mean Gerald, uh, yeah, the, he the, very intriguing. Uh, at the same time, though, he's he needs to carve out a specific role for himself in in shooting and playing pesky, scrappy D. He's not very tall. Uh, he's about six he's seven. He got waived man.
2: by Oklahoma City last week. Yeah,
1: six seven. Uh, you know, uh, not very very gangly, Gerald. I, I just not lanky, but gangly. And he didn't. He played sparingly for Australia in uh, in FIBA. Uh, so, I mean, he is six seven, but he doesn't really play six seven. Uh, so, I, unless he starts shooting like uh, like bananas uh, in South Bay, I I, I don't expect him to get a call up.
2: All right. Well, there you have it uh, as far as what the Lakers did today. But again, we're looking forward to seeing what they're going to do tomorrow. Against the new look Los Angeles Clippers, we'll go ahead and see if we can match up and finally get that albatross off our back, get a nice regular season win. Of course, follow it on playback with us. You know it's uh, very mature rated, so at times you may have to cover your ears, but that's the way we like to go ahead and have at it at playback.tv. South Fast Break. Then
1: join us for the post game. Go ahead, Sean and Gerald. Before we head on out, just early returns uh a lot of people can take the street clothes nickname roll it up in a pipe and go smoke it right now he anthony davis has 153 minutes he's second in the nba to minutes. to tyler hero who has 156 well i don't
2: street clothes. Is, i mean that's that's hope he stays healthy and stays on the court and and then we can well, go ahead and, and... Well, Gerald, Gerald, what's
1: very interesting is that he has a usage rate right now under 25%, and he's still averaging 25 and 12.
2: Yep, yeah, indeed. But, Joe, before we head on out, any uh, final observations that you have for the Lakers heading into tomorrow's game against the Clippers other than we just need to go ahead and have a blowout at this point in time, which I agree with you wholeheartedly on?
0: Well, they're gonna need to make shots. Yeah. If they don't make shots, if they if they play in any way they way the way they've played the last four games, they're gonna get smoked. Because it just seems like these guys make every shot. They make every shot. Well, we're gonna we need a, we're
1: gonna need a full team effort because Rui is again likely to be out for the game.
2: And Jared Vanderbilt still out with the left heel, heel bursitis. Uh, Rui is out still with that left eye contusion. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, James Harden has not been confirmed either which way as far as if he'll play. He did, along with P.J. Tucker, meet his teammates today in Los Angeles. So he was there uh, in the at the game. So maybe he'll be available for tomorrow. But I think he's still at the time. Last week, if you remember, he was still ramping up to even get to practice with with the Philadelphia 76ers. So, if it hadn't got to that point, I'd say it's iffy at best. He he uh, steps out tomorrow against the Lakers, but we'll see. Uh, NV213, happy Halloween to you. Truly appreciate you watching listening. If you're not subscribed yet, please go ahead and subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers fast break. We're just one short of 1100. Yes, Intel Wild, they got P.J. Tucker as well. Uh, so they're a truly aged team. And Joe, we saw what a senior citizen team did for us a couple seasons ago. Uh, basically had us on edge the entire time, had us screaming at Rob Palenka, how could you do this to the Lakers, a team that went all the way to the title and could have very easily the next year, had and AD not getting hurt, really could have gone a long way as well. They went, decided, they went into a different direction and decided to get real old. Yes, Magic?
1: Uh, Gerald, James Harden will not be available for the game tomorrow night. The trade has not been made official. Uh, oh, okay, thought it was made uh, official according to, today, the, but... according to the NBA offices, so they're going to have to wait.
2: So I have to do all the health and physicals on that, so, okay, it looks like it's going to be... They, they. I think they have four days off in between after the Lakers game tomorrow, so they'll have plenty of time to acclimate him on that. But let me hear your thoughts on that. My friend, as far as uh, what we're seeing with the Lakers. I mean, I think people need to go ahead and just relax for a little bit let this team play itself out. There's still so many new pieces and parts. Do you think that could be a problem or an issue for the Lakers at this point in time, my friend?
1: No, I I think we're, we're all in a consensus and agreement here, trail. It's, Kind of gonna have to let the crock pot uh, boil and simmer up, and it's gonna pop eventually. It's just like Gerald was saying; it's gonna take some time. First things first, uh, make life easier on yourself. This team tonight played a played a terrible first half. All three of their big big guns shot terribly. They got a good second half from PG and Russell. Kawhi had probably one of his worst games uh, in the last couple of years. So make life easier on yourself and try and run, run, run them out, out of gas in that first quarter drill. I think it'll go a long way. This is still an older team, and they're coming off a back-to-back. We saw what Orlando tried to do with us on a back-to-back. We should uh, get it as good as we give it uh, tomorrow night because they're going to be tired.
2: Joe, your thoughts on this? Because, again, you're talking about a team that's aged. It's uh, it's a little bit older. We saw back in the past, a couple of seasons ago, what happens when you create a team that, out of senior citizens like like the Lakers did a couple of years ago. You saw how it worked out. Obviously, it didn't. Your thoughts on creating a team that's so advanced in age, like we're seeing with the Clippers. I, I,
0: I, I'm still in the minority here and saying that age played a part, but it wasn't the issue getting russell westbrook on the lakers is what decimated their franchise for a year and a half and we're still eating the residual of that because we don't have uh alex caruso or kcp because of it and kyle kuzma we the lakers made a major mistake and it's 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 become what it's become uh hindsight 2020 they should have just listened to ad after 2021 and said just let's just run it back we might have had a good chance at possibly competing with golden state that year and facing boston in the finals but that's something we'll never know but in the meantime i don't think age or anything has anything to do with tomorrow night's game the the, the season's early so Kawhi's healthy enough to play paul george is healthy enough to play and Ty Lue, unfortunately, might be a better coach than, than Darvin Ham and seems to coach like Phil Jackson when he plays against the Lakers. So the Lakers have to bust out of this with it's – it's got to be from the desire at this point. can't just be straight talent. Like, Darvin Ham needs to sit these guys down tonight or yesterday or today or tomorrow, whatever, and say, look, we're, we're, enough of this already. Can, can we start pounding these guys into the ground? Grow some nuts. Let's do this. So if they come out lackadaisical and they're down, because it always seems like every time they play them, they're down 20-4 to against the Clippers. That needs to stop. It needs to stop. Beat these guys tomorrow. It's that simple. I'm not going to go into a diatribe on how and what. You know what the hell you have to do. Play good offense. Play good defense for 48 minutes. Hopefully you don't have to play LeBron more than 32 minutes and win the damn game.
1: Be
2: we'll the, see what happens. Be. Go ahead.
1: Go ahead. I'm all right. Okay. No, I'm all right. I'm all right. I was just kidding. I'm all right. Are you sure? Yeah. All
2: right. All right.
1: Um, you know that. what? Be the long dong Lakers tomorrow because you're going okay. up against the dingling Clippers. Show up with the long dongs and take them out.
2: That's one way to say it. All right. Eventually,
1: they've been whipping it in our face, Gerald. We need to whip it back theirs.
2: We'll see what happens tomorrow as the Lakers and Clippers face off uh, back to back for the Clippers and for the Lakers. Uh, Hopefully, it'll be win number three. We'll be watching it this week. We'll be watching it this Wednesday. We'll be watching it tomorrow night. On playback.tv/slash Lakers Fast Break, go ahead and join us for all the action each and every game, right here on playback.tv/slash Lakers Fast Break. Of course, we got a great preview tomorrow, and of course, the best post game in town, Lakers Fast Break. So for Joe Sorrell, Magic Man Sean Grice, and me Gerald Glassford, thanks so much for watching, listening. Truly, truly, cannot thank you enough for stopping by, especially on a busy day for many people, Halloween. Ooh. What? What? Wait! Wait! What did you say, Laker Tom? What'd you say? Wait! What'd you say? What'd you say? Scary. <laughs> All right. Well, Laker Tom is ready to go for the Lakers and Clippers tomorrow. Joe, <laughs> you have that look on your face.
1: Joe's <laughs> like, Joe's like in that commercial. And I can't believe it doesn't taste like Ovaltine.
2: Exactly. Uh, Joe, any last thoughts before we head on out? Is that Call of Duty or G.I. Joe? No.
1: It's G.I. Joe.
2: He's an American hero. G.I. Joe. Go Cobra. Yo Joe.
0: As long as it's not the last two movies they made.
2: Okay. Fair enough. The the Uh, cartoon.
0: Yes. Yes.
2: All right. Next year, Sean, can you give more than Corey Hart glasses mm-hmm. for the Halloween? All right. Yes. All right. Yeah, yeah
0: next, next year.
2: Next year. Next year. All right. Fair enough, indeed. But thanks so much again for joining us. Appreciate Intel Wild, all the Super Chats, Darren, PMC, everybody out there, Cool Bro, everybody that was part of our great chat, JE, appreciate as well. Everybody that was part of the best Lakers chat room that's out there, We truly appreciate it, and hopefully you've had a happy and safe Halloween. So join us for tomorrow for the pregame, playback.tv, slash Lakers Fast Break, and the best postgame in town right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.
0: Nice.